Hello and welcome to this success story brought to you by Airs LA. I'm Anne Marie Howard. Today's inspirational story is from the New Zealand News, dated September 30th, 2009. Running blind, no trouble for Auckland athlete. When Rob Matthews lost his sight, he began to run. He is now the fastest blind runner in the world, winning dozens of gold medals and setting a number of world records. He tells Rebecca Quilliam of NZPA how losing his vision forced him to focus. Blind British-born Aucklander Rob Matthews says having a disability is in the eye of the beholder. Losing his sight became a catalyst for discovering how far he could push himself, and he threw himself into activities many blind people would sensibly shy away from. Since becoming legally blind at 20, Matthews has driven a race car, fired a gun, tried archery, gone jet and water skiing, cross-country skiing, cycled across the United Kingdom and Europe, and played golf, football, and cricket. But mostly, he discovered a passion for running. Matthews is now the fastest blind runner in the world. He has won 29 international gold medals, set 22 world records, and was awarded an NBA by the Queen for services to sport for the disabled. Earlier this month, he competed in the World Paralympic Triathlon, winning a silver medal. The winner was 20 years younger than him. He told NZPA, "He has just written a book." Due to be released tomorrow about his life and early struggles he fought when his sight began to fail him, the 48-year-old inherited a congenital condition from his father and started losing his sight when he was 11 years old. He was totally blind nine years later. I remember clearly the face of a frightened 15-year-old staring back at me in the mirror. This is the last image I have of myself. He wrote in his book, Running Blind. I felt sorry for myself for a while, but then I started coming to terms with it. He felt fortunate that he had sight in his early years because he could visualize things. I know what a curb looks like, what a forest of trees looks like. Someone who was congenitally blind wouldn't be able to recognize that, and I can also visualize what pretty girls look like. Matthew soon discovered running was a release for him, but the obvious issue was not being able to see where he was going. The only way he could run properly was to have a guide runner run with him, who described the terrain as well as turns Matthews would need to make. Matthews and the guide would be attached to each other with a short piece of rope. But the faster Matthews got, the more difficult it was finding runners who could keep up with him. All through my running career, that's been the most difficult thing. He said he got to the point where the only people who could keep up were those serious about running. Matthew said he had often wondered if he would have been as successful an athlete if he had not lost his sight. I know I would have been a good level runner. I don't know if I would have been right at the top, but I think I would have been knocking on the door. Matthews is now a motivational speaker and uses the challenges he has faced to inspire others. Whenever someone tells me I can't do something, it makes me more determined to do it. I love the feeling of driving a car. I've often dreamt how fantastic it would be to be able to just jump in the car and drive anywhere. That's quite an awesome feeling. So when his mates offered him the opportunity to drive around the aerodrome, he jumped at the chance. I enjoy speed as well, so doing jet skiing and water skiing was good fun. I don't let anything get in my way, he said. Although he did concede a number of lamp posts and trees did get in his way as his sight gave way and would often arrive at work or home bruised and bloodied, I was of much more danger to myself when I had some sight to when I lost it. 
Matthews moved to New Zealand in 2006 after meeting and almost immediately falling in love with his now wife, Sarah. About a year later, Sarah became pregnant with their son, Thomas. Despite the 50-50 chance his son might inherit his disability, Matthews said he was not really concerned about the issue. My father had a happy life. He tried not to let anything stop him from doing stuff. He got married and had three kids. And ditto with myself, probably even more so. It was decided that if our child did inherit the gene, then he'd have a great role model to show him that everything was doable. Tests, however, seem so far to have cleared Thomas of inheriting the gene, he said. He can see in the dark, which is something I never could. Matthews hasn't finished challenging himself. Next April, he plans to compete in the Marathon des Sables through the Sahara Desert, and after that, wants to ski the 650-kilometer marathon to the North Pole. It's not something I just want to complete. It's something I want to do well at, he said. I thought you'd enjoy hearing a little bit more about this marathon he's going to be competing in. It's a six-day, 254-kilometer, which is 156 miles, ultra-marathon, which is the equivalent of six regular marathons. The longest single stage in 2009 was 91 kilometers, or 55 miles long. This multi-day race is held every year in the southern Moroccan desert. It's considered the toughest foot race on earth. Competitors must carry all personal belongings and food for the entire event in their backpack. Water and tents are supplied by the organizers. In temperatures that regularly exceed 100 degrees Fahrenheit over rough terrain, including 30 miles of sand dunes, competitors not only battle physical, but mental fatigue. And that concludes today's success story. This program is for the sole use of our blind and print-impaired listeners. Any other use is prohibited. I'm Anne-Marie Howard. Thank you for listening.